Communication is a bit like exercise. Little and often will get you better results than a burst of activity once in a blue moon. Unfortunately, that's the pattern you often see in organisations where bosses make the big speeches and managers do their annual appraisals. But there's something missing in between. Small, frequent conversations are the focus of our show today. They help create the glue that binds people together and fosters great relationships. My name's Andrew Thorpe. Welcome to Leaning Forward. I came across the work of Adam Grant a while ago through one of his TED Talks. He's an organisational psychologist at Wharton Business School in the US, and he recently posted this quote on Twitter. He said, If you're surprised by the feedback that you get at a performance review, your boss has failed. Good managers don't wait for formal meetings to help you grow. They make it a daily priority. The sooner you get feedback, the sooner you can break bad habits and learn better ones. It really resonated with me, not just from the point of view of developing people, but the way that small, frequent conversations can have a positive effect on relationships and not just workplace ones. I've been involved in a few culture projects over the years where organisations were keen to develop a more loyal and engaged workforce. And this centred around creating more stickiness within the company. And by stickiness, I mean a greater sense of connection whereby employees know each other better. Not just within their work function, but as people with outside interests with personal ambitions and perhaps some challenges too. And this means knowing the senior leaders as well. I also mean connection between the broad, big picture message of the organisation, its vision, values and sense of purpose, and the way that the troops on the ground see their work. That message that comes from on high might appear tone-deaf or simply unrecognisable to those struggling with a difficult commute or outdated IT systems. I think that tweet by Adam Grant points to an issue that's become even more prevalent in recent times, where employees are working remotely, and that's the shortage of little and often conversations. The annual appraisal is a case in point, a pre-scheduled discussion which gives the manager a snapshot assessment of the employee. But what about all the other days of the year? I recall a friend of mine telling me a story about a a promising young professional in a medium-sized company who decided to hand in her resignation. Word got through to her boss, and he called her into his office. He'd arranged tea and biscuits for the meeting, and inquired what the problem was. I thought you were happy, he said. You've been hitting all your targets. What's up? Well, she replied, I've been here 14 months now, and this is the first time you've invited me for a chat over tea. 
and that's why I'm leaving. I can just imagine the look on his face, but it shows how important it is to have those frequent, little and often conversations. I think this has become more difficult during this transition to working from home. So many of these small, impromptu interactions come from sharing a physical space, whether that's in the office kitchen, um, across the desk or during a shared car journey. When you're working from home, you can't exactly lean across to someone and ask, what do you think of this opening sentence? You can't quiz an experienced salesperson in the office about the way that they built rapport with a customer on the phone um, or took the heat out of an angry complaint. And as a manager, you can't wander by and breezily inquire about someone's weekend or how they got on at last week's sales conference. So I think we've got to be a little more intentional about this. And intent is the key word here because it drives our behaviour. You may have had some listening skills training in the past. You know, nod your head, paraphrase back to the speaker what they've said and so forth. But what's your intent when you're in a conversation? Is it just to tick the boxes? Well, I definitely said, mmm, and oh, really, a few times. I leant forward and raised an eyebrow at least twice, and I smiled more than once. That's going through the motions, but it's not coming from the right place. If you're truly interested in getting to know someone and you care about their well-being, you will automatically listen in a more active way. Your body language and your voice will be driven by your intent. You'll be more present and you won't be thinking about all the things that you've got to do that day. When it comes to these brief, frequent conversations, a metaphor comes to my mind, and that's one of a brick wall, where the bricks are the obvious, substantial, visible gestures like giving everyone a, a Christmas bonus or sponsoring a training course, maybe sending employees on a conference. But the mortar is represented by the many micro gestures that we make, things like um, asking them how they're doing or, or what the event was like, asking them what they've learned on a course and how they're applying it, asking them how their weekend was or how their son is settling in at university, giving someone a handwritten thank you note, spending some time reviewing someone's PowerPoint slides and maybe suggesting some improvements, taking someone for a coffee when they just seem a little bit out of sorts. The more of these mini conversations you have, the more you get to know people. And that allows you to personalise your gestures like a thank you note or a gift of some kind. And it's often said that time is an obstacle when it comes to doing the little and often. But leaders and managers who are good at this type of stuff tend to do it on the go. They somehow weave it into their working day because of the importance they place on it. They use car journeys, walks to and from meetings or other brief, um, shall we say, in-between moments to have these conversations. And the funny thing is, the more they do this, the more productive they become and the happier they feel. And that's largely because of the impact that it has on their employees. You'll build up a supply 
of goodwill. It's almost like a barrel of goodwill um, and trust and a desire on the part of employees to support you and to do great work. We're going to take a quick break now to hear from an actor, writer, coach and fellow podcaster, Jackie Goddard. Her show is called Power to Speak, and she interviews a range of wonderful people, each of whom has a fascinating and inspiring story to tell. Here's just a taste of what you can expect. My creativity at its best, it's a real exploring, it's a surprising journey. I think creativity is just the the antidote to insanity and its productive originality. Surprising answers, inspiring stories, motivational, educational, inspirational. Wise words with Power to Speak the podcast. Find us on your favourite podcast platform or watch on YouTube at Power to Speak the podcast with me, Jackie Goddard. Thank you, Jackie. And now back to our theme. You'll be familiar with the term small talk. And I remember an experience I had a few years ago in America when a waiter came up to my table. I was sitting in a restaurant and he opened with, um, oh, hello, sir. How was your day? I can't do the New York accent, clearly. (laughs) But unfortunately, I took him literally. And I said something like, oh, fabulous, actually. I've just been in the New York Public Library and it was it was really amazing. Do you know, we've not got anything like this back home where I live. And then he said, um, OK, so are you ready to order? Now, if only I'd listened to an edition of Word of Mouth first. That's a radio series from the BBC that was hosted by Michael Rosen. And there was an episode dedicated to small talk. He interviewed a psychotherapist called Philippa Perry. And she explained that small talk is not really about the content of what's being said. It's more about sending a signal to the other person that you're being friendly and open. And it's a way of transitioning into the more substantive things that you might want to talk about. Now, that interaction that I had with the waiter didn't go terribly well, but it didn't really matter too much. But when it comes to workplace or business or personal relationships, those initial exchanges are really important. If you ask a colleague how their weekend was, but you're typing away on your laptop while they answer you're signalling that you're not really interested and you don't care about them. So small talk is actually anything but small when it sends um, a dirty, great, big message to the person in front of you. I caught up with a friend of mine the other day, Jonathan Cooper, um, and he runs the wonderfully titled Unlearning Company. Um, I guess there are, after all, some bad habits and beliefs that we need to shed to unlearn before we can replace them with better ones. We met a few years ago at York Racecourse, um, and it wasn't to have a flutter on the 315, I hasten to add. He's a coach and a consultant, and we were both delivering workshops of our own at a CIPD conference. And on this more recent occasion, we were chatting about these little and often conversations and how the giving of feedback 
is an important example of this. He told me that one of his goals is to outlaw the so-called, and I'll put this politely, manure sandwich. This is where you say a couple of positive things, but you position some room for improvement in between. But according to Jonathan, the trouble with always combining positive feedback with a negative comment is that people come to associate conversations with you as something negative. It comes across as slightly inauthentic because people begin to think that your intent is always to be critical and you're just trying to disguise this with the positive things. And maybe a better strategy is to be giving positive feedback on a regular basis. You know, that principle of catch people out doing things right. Because this builds up a bank of trust so that when you need to say something critical, you don't need to disguise it with anything else. It's received in a better way. I think this is a really interesting insight from Jonathan. One thing to remember when it comes to little and often is that it's not always about you doing the talking. Sometimes asking good questions might be just as important. And that comes a lot easier when you lead from a position of ignorance. Yes, you heard it right, ignorance. It sounds like an alien concept because we associate leaders with having wisdom and um, taking to the stage to opine and give direction. The American author and entrepreneur Warren Berger has an interesting take on this. He's written some fabulous stuff about the power of questions. And he wonders if we have conversations in order to understand something. Or do we just want to prove that we're right? Now, leaders don't know everything. As their careers progress and they ascend the corporate ladder, they are by definition getting further away from what happens on the ground. So those in the boardroom may have a handle on the money and the marketplace, but it's the people on the factory floor who understand the machinery and the mood of the workforce. But unfortunately, ego often gets in the way, and perhaps there's an assumption that leaders must appear strong and all-knowing, and this very much gets in the way of this sense of leading from a position of wanting to learn, of being curious, of leading from ignorance. But if we circle back to something that we covered earlier, perhaps it's more important to understand your employees and uncover what they know, rather than demonstrate your own wisdom. When it comes to leadership, it's the big speeches, the public interviews and the grand gestures that make the headlines. But what I've tried to do here in this podcast is to emphasise how important those frequent, low-key interactions are in building strong, successful relationships. If the big, visible gestures are the bricks in the wall, it's the mortar that holds it together. That's all for now from Leaning Forward. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and do check out my fellow podcaster Jackie Goddard and her show Power to Speak. You can find it where you normally listen to your podcasts or on YouTube at Power to Speak the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Until the next time.